Uh, How long very nice. did it take you to install, would you say? I bet roughly? you it took an hour and a half. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not To me, it was like a 15-minute install. It should have been if you read yeah. the instructions. Nah, <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't buy that. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Doc Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. And turn it up and drive during the Jeep Celebration event at South Fork Jeep. Call 1-800-LOW-PRICE to get a lifetime warranty and 0% financing for 72 months on new Jeep Grand Cherokees. Shop the fastest growing dealer in Texas at SouthForkDodge.com. That's SouthForkDodge.com. You know, since we're doing this uh, Facebook Live stuff uh, with video uh, now... I couldn't help but oh, remember. you want me to put some emotion into that? I'm sorry. I was kind of a dry <laughs> I remember whenever yeah, ta- when Tammy was again. on here, and she would always wave at the <laughs> you know at the live video when we were doing it on YouTube. And uh, it was so funny when we stopped doing the, the YouTube video because we changed the format of the show, and it was just going to be a lot easier uh, to uh, edit things together. Uh, it's she would still we still would did the video between ourselves. She every time uh, that that uh, an intro would run, she'd be waving at the camera, and I go, "Tammy, you're just waving at me." So right. I'm thinking that when she's listening Muscle to the sh- yeah, I'm thinking when she's listening to the show, I get the feeling that she oh, like she a, starts like waving Pavlovian yeah. response. And- <laughs> Poor Tammy, I'm sorry they're picking on you. Oh, but it's so much fun. Hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we make fun of Tammy. No, no not for the whole Jeeps. Oh, why Jeeps. not? Hello, my fellow Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've just made the most expensive Jeep ever. Can you build one to beat me? And I'll be talking about two Jeeps that couldn't be more different. And you can buy either one. The prices? Well, they couldn't be further apart either. And later, I'll have a tip for you that covers the cheapest form of bodywork you can do. Oh, and we're going to talk to you, the listener, in our Campfire Side Chat segment just a little bit later in the show as well. Well, howdy, it's Wendy. And this week, I give an update on my friend Becky and also oh, talk about trail safety. I how she's doing. Hi, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. G-Mama. Buyer beware. Things to know when you buy a used off-road vehicle. Hi, I'm Tony, and uh, this week I interview Crystal, digital marketing coordinator for Bolt of BoltLock.com. One key for all your locks. Well, maybe not the house key or the house lock, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> also, I have some sad news. I believe oh. the 2021 Jeep, Gl- Jeep Chalk Show Gladiator build is complete. <gasps> well, except for a stubby bumper, worn winch, necks and tires, oh, and probably some bedrock rails. But other than that, oh, and probably some sway bar disconnects. But other than that, uh, huh? <laughs> while I'm in there. <laughs> exactly. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Wait, it's going to cost how much? Well, the official online configurator for the 2022 Jeep Grand Wagoneer has just been released by the car manufacturer. As we have reported here on the show, since the rumors of the Wagoneer's return were substantiated, that this was going to be the most expensive production Jeep vehicle ever made. And the primary purpose of this is twofold. One, to compete with two 
uh, compete with other SUV manufacturers in the booming full-sized SUV market, and two, to complete with the luxury line of SUVs in a much higher price point bracket than Jeep has ever been in before. Now, the Grand Wagoneer can be ordered in Series 1, Series 2, and Series 3 flavors. These have a starting price from $87,000, $94,000, and a roughly $103,000, respectively. From there, you can go and add on things like 22-inch machined aluminum wheels, choices of not only base coat color, but also the color of the clear coat as well. For an extra two grand, you can get a rear seat infotainment system with 10-inch screens. And if you want to tow a toy with this beast of a Jeep, you're going to need the $1,000 tow package, of course. Going with virtually all options and picking from what at least feels like the most expensive of all choices, I was able to build a Grand Wagoneer that was knocking on the door of $112,000. All said and done. Say it isn't so. Yeah, seriously, though. I wonder what the payment on that would be. Now, all Jeep Grand Wagoneer models will come standard with a 6.4 liter naturally aspirated V8 that pumps out 471 horsepower and 455 feet-pound of torque. Now, all variants will come with four-wheel drive as standard, whereas the cheaper Wagoneer is going to be sold with a smaller 5.7-liter V8 and available in rear-wheel drive and all-wheel drive configurations only. Now, Jeep will begin customer deliveries of the 22 Grand Wagoneer in the second half of 2021. There are rumors of an extended wheelbase Grand Wagoneer coming as early as next year to take on the likes of the Cadillac Escalade ESV. Logic tells us this could prove to be an even more expensive vehicle. You know, it's bigger, longer, all that. There's more to it, especially since Jeep talked in late 2016 about the prospects of a $140,000 version of the Grand Wagoneer, saying that there is not going to be a maximum price ceiling for the company. Wow. Can you imagine a quarter million dollar Jeep? Well, what? if you would what? like to shot, yeah, if you would like a shot at beating me and making the most expensive Jeep ever, we'll have the link for the configurator on our website. Let's see what you can come up with. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe that. The starting prices. I mean, I guess yeah. they need to compete I, and it's a no. good way to do it and jump on in. It's probably going to be beautiful, but okay. Well, you know, the, the, the Gladiator is gorgeous, so I could well imagine something that costs almost three times as much. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly should the, be. The interior pictures that I've seen uh, of what the Grand Wagoneer is going to look like are impressive, doesn't begin to describe it. Really? Uh, the amount of okay. screen, uh, the amount of screen space that is in in these vehicles. I mean, for the passenger, where the passenger side airbag would normally be, just below that, there's a whole other infotainment screen right there. the The entire HVAC controls, the heating and, and cooling controls of the vehicle, are all a touch screen with you know uh, moving icons and and stuff like that. I mean, there there there's hardly a knob or a button in this. Everything is wow. in screens. It is impressive. Not to mention, you know, the leather, the trim, the layout of everything, the lines. I mean, it is spectacular. They really have done a number on the engineering with with this Grand Wagoneer. Certainly, uh, there are some cues to to yesteryear in there as well with some of the lines and the layouts and stuff like that. So we've talked a little bit about that when uh, when the uh, the Grand re- uh, reveal came out with the Grand Wagoneers. So um, yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, six figure Jeep, and, and I mean that's. Eighty-seven thousand starting price. Starting uh, price. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'll never buy one of these unless Josh no. comes up with a good reason, like <laughs> like he did on the Gladiator. 
Now, here's the other thing. So it's so nice inside, as you describe. Would you really want to take it off road and have your kids oh, this get is, all dirty this and muddy? This is not and an off road vehicle. No. No. no, this is not. Uh, although so, they they have said uh, last year when we started getting details about this, that is going to be just as capable as any other Jeep out there. Now, if you guys remember, um, the last generation of, of Grand Cherokee won pretty much every award there was out there and, and was a very, is still a very capable off-road machine um, for a luxury vehicle. So Jeep certainly has this reputation um, that goes, goes back decades of having luxury vehicles that are very capable off-road. The Grand Wagoneer, um, you know, of, you know, back in the, in the 70s and 80s was a very capable vehicle. Uh, so, you know, you have the world's best four-wheel drive system on top of one of the world's most luxurious vehicles uh, designed by one hell of a set of engineers. Uh, I think it's a winning combination. Uh, we're sure. going to see what, you know, J.D. Power says as far as like initial quality and things like that mm -hmm. go. Um, yeah. I, am I expecting Jeep to win awards, knocking this out of the park right off the bat? I don't know. Uh, I think the jury's still out on that one. Um, they kept so much of this so close to the vest until the very, very end. That I, I think there there wasn't any room for speculation, so we're going to be left with actual real world you know uh, results here. It's going to be what are the what is the public saying? What are the reviewers saying? What are the people who actually own driving and leasing these things saying mm -hmm. about the quality and, and and how they you know how how they last, how they look, and how they perform? More more importantly, mm -hmm. I see these as the toy haulers. Uh, although the, 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 the Gladiator is certainly a very capable tow vehicle unto itself when properly equipped, this is taking it up to the next level and is certainly having the luxury to go with it as, as well. Now, certainly you wouldn't want to hop out of a day worth of wheeling in the mud and jump into your $112,000 Jeep to hook up to the trailer. Um, probably not the, the, the best ideal situation there, but uh, nonetheless, I, I, this is how I see these vehicles being used. Uh, grocery getters and 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 toy haulers. Yes, but for that price, hundred twelve thousand, you literally could get two brand new Jeeps. Right? Pretty yeah, well no. set up. <laughs> Pretty Even well. If you set had up. one off, stock, off road. the other one off road you made capable. For off road. Yeah. You've got two vehicles: daily driver, off road. I don't know. So again. That's a lot of money. It, it just really depends on what you want in a vehicle. I mean, sure. It, it, that's one of the reasons why they make the Grand Cherokee. I, I was going to say that's the reason why they make the Renegade, but I don't know why they make the Renegade. Other than, <laughs> wait a minute, I saw that. Trying before. to figure that one out. Cute little thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the mall. It's the MPG. Yeah, it's the yeah. the whole EPA thing. Okay. <laughs> Right. So, but uh, no, I mean, it's, it's just, they're just trying to do a luxury thing and, and, you know, God bless them. They've been out yeah. of the truck market for a long, long time. Yeah. And when they did it, they got it in, got in with gangbusters. So that's what I was, that's what I was saying is, you know, their return to this, they're, they're certainly doing it right. I mean, they're, they're not, you know, half-assing it, uh, pussyfooting right. around with, you know, well, maybe we're going to be, well, kind of like this. So this is on the frame of another thing. No, it, this is a whole new vehicle so and, and this is all new for jeep uh so i i'm i'm expecting big things i'm not expecting big numbers uh we'll see what the popularity of this uh generates over the course of the next year i'll be kind of curious to see what the first uh first quarter i guess it'll be th uh, technically third or fourth quarter sales numbers are going to be looking like as the as this hits dealers mm-hmm well, why not have a Jeep for your desk? And it's certainly not going to cost you $112,000 either. Now, I don't, I don't know about you, but 
I'm a big fan of Legos. No, not like Jeep Mama. Tammy's got a whole <laughs> other thing going on there. Uses Legos to fund Jeep builds. I I still don't understand the science behind how she pulled that off. But I like the real Legos, more specifically the space Legos of the 80s. But I, I digress. Now, Lego has an offshoot brand called Technic. Technic is, a, is, uh, is Legos for the more advanced user, if you will. More engineering-based, more functional, much more realistic than the bricks we have all come to associate with the Lego brand. And Lego as a brand has had some amazing creations with their special edition releases, like the International Space Station that has nearly a thousand pieces to the kit. It's very impressive. Now, a couple years back, there was even an attempt at bringing a desktop-sized functional 4-liter inline-six engine uh, to the market, Jeep's most iconic motor ever produced to the Lego special edition lineup. Now, unfortunately, you rat bastards didn't heed my call, <laughs> and the number of votes required fell short. Well, what? not to be outclassed by uh, it's true, not to be outclassed by such awesomeness. The Technic 42122 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon came out just this year in January. So, why am I telling you this? Well, it has been discon- uh, discounted rather by 20% over on Amazon. The officially wow. licensed by Jeep set that this this isn't like you know some well it kind of looks like a Jeep no this is officially licensed by Jeep and it very much looks like a Wrangler and it now retails for just forty dollars which is a massive savings and it is the lowest that it has been, the lowest price it has been on the site now other sites are selling the same kit from well like over seventy five dollars in some cases. Uh, and even more in others. Now, the only downside of this sale on Amazon is that you can order it now, but it won't be in stock until after June 13th. If you can wait, you've got some patience. It's a good deal for the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon you've always only sort of wanted. I'm interested, <laughs> but uh, do they have it in red? Nope. Only in yellow. Now, I've already yellow. ordered mine. Too bad. Yeah, well, you know, you, you get some model paint. Hey, you can make it yeah, yours. you can paint it, Tony. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> So I've already ordered mine. Uh, I imagine everybody's going to be getting theirs uh, around the same time as things ship out, probably within a week or so. Let's see who gets theirs built first. Josh, when you uh, when you get this in, uh, do a, do us a review here on the show, and may, we may uh, give one of these away to a lucky listener. I was thinking about that, you know, and I was even thinking about setting up the GoPro, doing a time lapse. Yes. Sort of, oh, it's time level yeah. of it, you know. Uh, so we'll, yes, we'll see. Sure. I, I got to get this. See how how long it's supposed to take. Uh, how much time I can I can dedicate to it. Have in my hands. Likely, this is going to be something that uh, if I can get away with it, uh, taking over the dining room table for a week uh, and spending you know a couple hours here, a couple hours there, type of thing, and and knocking it out. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I've I've always loved this sort of stuff. I've always loved Legos, and I really really wish I still had all that uh, all those space Legos from back when I was a kid. Uh, but uh, but this will certainly uh, fill that void, as it were, and, and I'll be looking forward to it. Well, this is an odd one. It's an airplane-bodied <laughs> 1979 cool. Jeep Cherokee, and it can be yours for just $75,000. Yeah. Yeah. And when I said airplane-bodied, I, yeah, just wait. Trust it, me. It, it is. It, it's so It cool. really is, though. Yeah, it, this is one of the most unique and one-of-a-kind Jeeps I've ever seen in my life. $6,000 of Bondo. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't tap on the side. <laughs> Flying cars have been hyped and been around for so long, at least the idea of it, that it seems people are ready to give up on the idea entirely. I mean, I grew up watching the Jetsons, damn it, and I thought for sure we'd all have our own personal flying saucers. <laughs> there they 
yeah. <laughs> rather than dream, uh, rather than dream of taking our cars to the skies, it appears now the dreams are of bringing aerospace to the roads with you know purportedly rocket-propelled Teslas that we're hearing about, airline-skinned RVs, and more technology in your dashboard than the Starship Enterprise. So, on a more daily drivable, realistic scale, vehicles like this, this Beechcraft-skinned Jeep Cherokee, are currently for sale on Facebook Marketplace. Listed for sale outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, is this 1979 Jeep Cherokee SJ. It's a full-size Jeep, uh, which wears the actual fuselage of a twin-engined Beechcraft Model 18, or the Twin Beach. Said to be ex-Navy in origin, this beach body apparently extends the Cherokee to a total of 22 feet long from tip to tail, making it about 3 feet longer than the longest 2021 Ford F-150. Including the tail, which reaches nearly 11 feet in the air, it's more than twice as tall as a Honda Fit. Whatever that means. Now, yeah. inside, the hull, <laughs> inside the hull is, unsurprisingly, space for all your friends. Some oh of uh, whom you may lose if you toss them around on the bench seats too much. <laughs> now, the Jeep's powertrain isn't going to get you up to takeoff speed, though, very fast, as it's said to only be the original 360 cubic inch AMC V8. According to JeepTech.com, that produced a measly 175 horsepower and 285 pound-feet pound of torque into its, in its two-barrel configuration when it was new and gained only another 20 horsepower and 10 pound-feet of torque with four-bell carbs. Whichever the case, a portion of that power disappears en route through a three-speed automatic transmission, which in turn feeds a full-time Quadratac four-wheel drive transfer case. At its asking price of $75,000, this beach Jeep, or whatever you want to call it, Certainly isn't the highest performing, never mind the highest riding Jeep you could get for that money, but that said, it's still one of the most unusual and unique four-wheelable vehicles on the market today. And yes, the four-wheel drive does work. And yes, you could take this off-road if you really wanted to. Imagine going ahead and, and seeing this coming over the dunes as you're, you know, you're <laughs> out there on the sand. That'd be something else. Man. You know what? Can you imagine what is in this water? Every, it's weird. Every good Did pilot. That airplane, you know, land <laughs> every good pilot has to it? calculate the center of gravity. You got to wonder what the center of gravity of this Cherokee would be. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, when you, get, you know, when you said Cherokee, I, I thought to myself, maybe a jet engine on the front of my Cherokee would help the solve the, uh, the <laughs> overheating <laughs> on the highway. The heating get, some, get enough air to move through that radiator that way. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Well, you certainly get a lot of looks no matter where you drive oh, yeah. this thing. And whether or not you have the cash is a, is a moot point. I think everybody needs to head over and check this thing out for themselves just to get some eyes on it. If you want to have a look or if you want to buy it for yourself, we'll have the link to the ad in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. You know what? Just wait. It's either going to be in Tim Allen's garage or in Jay Leno's. Right? I was, Jay I was Leno. thinking Le- Leno. Leno's got yeah, some, this is, some ugly stuff in his, uh, yeah, his collection. This, is it. Yeah. <laughs> this, this has got Leno written all over it, though. It but, uh, man, awesome. I mean, this is like this is the ultimate uh, party bus. I mean, uh, imagine the, uh, you know, the bachelorette or the or the bachelor parties you could throw uh, in this thing and, and, and going down the road and Going down the Vegas Strip in this thing, I don't think there's going to be anybody that doesn't stop, point, and look. It's <laughs> just oh, something this, else. This is perfect. It's three benches, and there's actually not a hint of a seatbelt anywhere. Not a seatbelt no. one. <laughs> and no. it's open in the back. So if you could get some good thrust to take off, you could uh, lighten your load. If no, you know, I, what, I, mean. you know what? I I have a great suggestion, though. Can you imagine someone taking this and converting it to their overlanding vehicle? <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Jeez. Yes. 
be awesome. I don't, I don't know. That would kind of uh, mess up a lot of that that original Beechcraft interior. I and it, know. It's all in, in just amazing condition, too. So, I mean, this yeah. is one heck of a build. Uh, somebody has certainly put a ton of effort and workmanship into this. And, and hats off to whoever is the builder on this one. Uh, you did some amazing work and, and uh, certainly should be recognized. Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we certainly want to hear what you have to say. Be sure to let us know what you do have to say. You can do it by phone or by email. If you want to know how, well, all you got to do is head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how. You're going to have all the information there and you can get our phone numbers and email addresses and social security numbers and, you know, blood type, <laughs> firstborn. DNA oh, hey, coming up, <laughs> coming up later in the show. Yeah, well, that too. With pictures. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hey, and coming up a little bit later in the show, we've got an interview with Bolt. That's right, the Bolt Lock technology there. We've got Crystal Wilkin, who's the digital marketing coordinator for Bolt, and uh, it's going to have a cool conversation, so stick around. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Oh, we've got something for everybody over there at the 4x4radionetwork.com website. And if you, they don't drive Jeeps, well, let them know. We've got something for everybody, no matter what they drive. On the Trail Podcast, Trail Chasers, Center Steer Podcast, the 4x4 Podcast. We're there as well. Tons of great off-road shows, and it's all for free. All you got to do is head over to 4x4radionetwork.com. All one word. We'll see you there. Free? That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like us. Is it really free? It's free. <laughs> oh, you know what? This is pretty funny. I don't know if I can pull it up quickly or not. We, uh, I got a comment on one of our recent uh, YouTube videos. If you guys don't know it, we, uh, we post the, uh, uh, the YouTube video. That just, uh, it's just audio, so you, you can't really see anything that's going on, but you can listen to the show on, uh, on YouTube. Anyway, we got a, a comment uh, from Laura A., uh, and it was pretty funny. Uh, she corrected me. She said, Tony, it's a 1999 Corolla, and I'm so glad you brought uh, brought up trail etiquette. I guess I am one of the Toyota drivers that LA hauls my garbage out, but uh, everyone else's as well. Last Ooh. year, yeah, last year uh, on one of my excursions, I filled up the back of my runner with a pile of garbage. I found it uh, in a fire ring at the end of the DNR road. A computer screen, a monitor, keyboard, a dozen beer cans, which makes sense, sh- uh, shotgun shell casings. Uh, this kind of thing goes on all the time in western Washington. And this was one of the reasons why we were finding more and more locked gates on our private and public lands. Yeah, yeah exactly. she's right. Want to hear me rant more about this? Have me on your show. I just touched the surface here. Ooh. Keep up the great work. And if you find a nice original 97 to 01 XJ, I'm still looking. Thanks, Lauren. So we that there's proof that not only Jeep listeners listen to this show. Well, and if she's in Western Washington, that means she's on the West Coast, which means she's in the Northwest, which means <laughs> smile like not, a steel trap. She's, she's not doing her she's, diligence because there is a ton of stock Cherokees available right now. Uh, chances are they're well out of her price range because they're all oh, going God. for a premium right now. It's yeah. ridiculous. So, I mean, seriously, uh, uh, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, uh, hell, head over to Auto Trader. That's still around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find stock Cherokee XJs uh, for sale. There's there's plenty. I mean, hell, I can't drive down the road any given day for more than 10 minutes and not see at least one or two. So, wow. I mean, they are out there. Uh, all you got to do is look. Yeah, Josh sees a bunch more than I do down here. I, I, I really wanted to, I need to get a dash cam and, and start uploading daily videos with how many Jeeps did Josh see today? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's going to be in the double digits, no doubt, no question, 
every wow. single day. And we're talking, and we're talking proper Jeeps here, not just oh yeah, anything, no, no, no. Any, we're not talking, we're not talking liberties or compasses here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or renegades. I'm talking real Jeeps. Oh, oh yes, those poor bastards are throwing their phones down. You know, <laughs> oh, it's a real it. Jeep. Damn it! I have a Jeep. It says Jeep. <laughs> Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, we have a quick tip to remove a dent the fast, easy, and better yet, the most inexpensive way possible. Mm-hmm. This segment of the show is brought to you by Lug Nuts. There's nothing like Lug Nuts to secure a wheel to a Jeep. Get yours now, and be sure to ask for genuine Lug brand nuts for your Jeep wheels. That's Lug Nuts. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, my friend Becky is finally out of the hospital and with a broken clavicle, scapula, three ribs, three vertebrae, a major gash in her crotch area, and seven stitches over her ear. She has a major recovery ahead of her. Do a lap, rub some dirt on it, walk it (laughs) off. Come on. Get up on your horses, Becky. What are you doing? Do a lap. Yeah. My God, what a list. It's horrible. uh, It's horrible. Now, she's sending her thanks for all the thoughts and prayers, you guys. So I really appreciate you guys doing that. It really is working. Now, she wanted me to share this experience so we can all learn from her experience, continue to be safe, and be aware that sometimes things go wrong, and sometimes people get hurt, and sometimes the machine wins. Now, she was out with experienced Jeepers on a moderate to Black Diamond run. She was out of her vehicle to watch another Jeeper come down this minor Black Diamond obstacle. Now, the Jeep in question somehow lost control and bounced its way down over boulders, which may have given it more momentum and caused it to dart in an unexpected direction. She was unable to get out of the path of the Jeep and was hit. When the Jeep stopped, she was underneath the Jeep, inches from the tire and the diff housing. There was another person who got hit in the leg, but they're doing okay. Um, I wasn't there, so I cannot comment on what I what I think happened, nor would I. It's real easy to be an arm, armchair quarterback. However, until you are involved, it's best to just simply take away a lesson or two from her experience. Now, I can only imagine scrambling to get out of the way and the visual of disbelief of what you are witnessing. Your body may freeze, or perhaps you may react quickly enough and get free and clear. I can tell you this obstacle has big boulders and it's positioned at a very steep angle. So add that with any type of speed and it's a perfect setup for a possible disaster to happen. The obstacle is long, about 30 yards with a downward slope of about 30 degrees at some point. The spectators were clearly out of the way of the anticipated path of the Jeep. However, with the momentum and bouncing off the boulders, the unthinkable happened. Now, two things I'm taking away from this and I want to share with you guys. As a spectator, you need to stay out of the way of any Jeep going through obstacles. You have to think about where that Jeep would go if anything lets loose, especially on downhill climbs, but also on off-camber or tilted obstacles too. If that Jeep rolls over, where will it go? How far will it go? And even if you are clear as Becky was, things can still go weirdly wrong. Always have an escape for yourself, or better yet, don't stand where the worst-case scenario may send the Jeep. Now, for all the spotters, this is especially important to imagine the trajectory of the Jeep as you stand in front of that driver. Now, I'm hyper-aware of that rule now. Wheeling the other day, I found myself, myself standing further back or standing off to one side with a clear idea of where I would quickly go if I needed to. 
Now for the newbies. I don't share this to scare you. Well, maybe a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I, I do share it to remind you that as you wheel, things will get comfortable and you might get complacent, but you should never let yourself forget basic safety rules. Physics wins every time. Now, the second thing I want to mention is first aid and trauma training. We have discussed having a first aid kit on board. That's good for scrapes, tiny cuts, and boo-boos. But what happens if you have a serious injury or trauma situation? Do you have trauma training? Now, you can Google courses near you or look up the Red Cross. They offer a great trauma training called FAST. And what's in your kit? You can find kits online as well. Make sure your kit has an Israeli bandage, which is great for head wounds, bleeding, pressure bandaging, and even a sling of sorts by wrapping the broken limb to the body to stabilize it. And also a tourniquet. Good to stop a major artery bleed on that on a limb. And learn to use them. Luckily, Becky did not need these things, but it still had to be a stressful situation to realize this person is under the Jeep and bleeding from her ear wound. Getting some basic trauma training is a good idea for anyone, but especially if you're leading groups on runs. It's a small piece of comfort to know you could administer first aid out in the middle of nowhere until help arrives. And speaking of help from emergency personnel, this trail is out in the middle of nowhere, literally. Cell phone service is spotty at best. Scott and Becky luckily had satellite phones, which were used oh, to get help. Great! Wow. Not sure. Awesome. Not sure. I know it was kind of rare that they'd even have them. Not sure the hams were used. Um, others in the group jumped in. One drove to meet the EMTs and ambulance, and another transported her to the ambulance. They couldn't get a helicopter in that area, so they had to drive her out, which was about 10 miles on rocky dirt ro dirt fire roads that were wow. not smooth and some of which were still an intermediate trail. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine how much pain she was in and then to have to drive her out. Seriously. We will oh, be adding a yeah. few things to our trauma kit for sure, like maybe a neck or cervical collar yes. and a backboard. Yes. Them to fold up. I no, mean, I bouncing know. around like that, she could have uh, been paralyzed depending on the injuries. Well, oh, yeah. and I wasn't able to get information on how they got her out from underneath the Jeep, but that would be my first question is, how'd you move her? <laughs> because you can't get the Jeep off of her. It wasn't laying on her, but how did you get her out? Uh -oh. So, you know, there was some things happening. So anyway, these two new things we're going to add to ours could also help stabilize a patient until professional help can take over. Mm -hmm. Now, after several surgeries, it appears she's on the mend, at least six more months of recovery and then physical therapy. Woohoo! Yeah. Through all... <laughs> I can't even imagine. Through all of this, she's very upbeat and can't wait to get back in the Jeep and wheel. She's such a trooper. I'm so glad she's still with us. And I want to thank the listeners for your good thoughts and prayers. She will be out on the trail soon enough. So, guys, have either of you had something like this happen on one of your runs? Nothing quite to this uh, this caliber. That That is something else. I mean, when you were talking about her, her list of injuries and and, and Boy, what a laundry list that that was! Oh, yes. um, you know, you're in, and here towards the tail end of this, you, you're talking about your fast first aid for severe trauma, um, and and this takes me back to a basic EMT course that I took when I was like 12 years old, and and I've 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 been a a, a lifeguard, I've I've taken you know lifeguard training, uh, basic life support, first aid, CPR, you know, in the and the junior EMT course as well. I you know I, I know a lot of this sort of stuff, but nonetheless, a lot of that information is very dated. And of course, you use Correct. it or lose it, and, and I've you know I've long since lost a lot of that information. Um, and, and so when when I saw this fast course, uh, first aid for severe trauma, I, I jumped all over it. So I've already got an email in my email box from Fast uh, in regards to uh, setting up a a course training 
um, I want to do this for for uh, some local Jeepers, uh, possibly you know a church or two in the area, uh, something Absolutely. like that. I love this kind of stuff. So thank you mm-hmm. so much, first of all, for for bringing this to us. But uh, secondly, you know, we were talking about um, uh, Becky's list of injuries and how she had a nasty, nasty cut, um, you know, kind of high up on her leg. Uh, first thing that came to my mind was femoral artery. And and mm-hmm. you, you get a, a nasty enough cut in the wrong area, it's, it's mere minutes before you bleed right. out. And, and, exactly. and there's no stopping it unless you have highly advanced medical training. And, mm-hmm. and some of this uh, severe trauma training might help save somebody's life. Uh, if it were to come into something that severe. Now, over the last few years, we have told several stories, shared with you guys stories about, you know, the worst case scenario, a Jeep going over the mountain, over the side of a mountain, mm-hmm. somebody right. tumbling 16 times, uh, getting ejected from the Jeep, you know, um, somebody not making it uh, through a crash, things like that. We've all heard these stories now. They're becoming a lot more popular because this sport is becoming a lot more popular. We're talking about just, you know, the, the rule of, of, uh, of averages here. You get more people out on the trail, the likelihood of more people getting injured goes up. And, and so we need to be, as Jeepers, um, you know, really proactive about educating ourselves and being the better trailsmen out there. Being prepared for whatever kind of scenario that we may come across even if the you know the likelihood of it, of it is very remote, obviously right. your friend Becky probably never thought that she would have ever have occurred this kind of a trauma, no. certainly no. this kind of an accident in this kind no. of a situation. Um, and so you know it's hard to prepare for something like that. Um, and when when you bring up you know programs like this like like fast first aid, first aid for severe trauma, uh, which I think is absolutely critical. Uh, for anybody who's, uh, if you're in a Jeep club or you're the president of a Jeep club or you're, you, you have an off-road uh, uh, company or something like that, get this training for you and your crew. Because uh, really, the more people that we can have out there, wherever there is with this kind of training, the more lives we can save and the more people we can have coming back to their families, just like your friend Becky, who thankfully didn't need oh. this kind of thing amazing i'm so glad to hear she's doing better uh oh and there's one other thing you mentioned the israeli bandage uh Uh there there's something new that the israelis have come out with it's a protective uh, headgear it's called the israeli iron dome that way it will protect them from uh you know the the missile system missile system (laughs) on jeeps i think are a little bit uh, illegal for right now oh good you you guys got the joke i was afraid i was being too serious Well, the other thing I want to mention, too, is a spotter or someone who's leading. You know, it's I find myself looking around at times and making sure that people are out of the way. And, you know, we all do it. There's an uh, obstacle. You get everything out of the Jeep. We've encouraged it to learn how to pick your line and how to drive through obstacles. You need to go watch. Well, it's really ultimately up to your individual self to make sure that you're clear of something. And how many times have we all been in the middle of it? somebody's stuck and we're all just, you know, jumping in trying to help, you definitely need to have a leader who can take control of a situation and say, look, get out of the way. And it's kind of funny because when I bark an order, um, people might look at me funny. What's that girl? Why is she doing that? You know, and it's like, no, if I'm the one given the charge to spot you through or to get you through something, then everybody else has to listen and get out of the way. It's no different than doing winching and having that long line. And you're saying, okay, here's the the, the whole spectrum that that line breaks, where what's it going to take out and how many people are in the way? And I'm not afraid to say you need to back up or you need to back out of right. the way or everybody right. stop and wait until we've cleared the area. So 
I mean, that's just a basic thing. This situation is so bizarre and weird. It really the is. path that you normally come down, they were completely out of the way. And all I can think of is that it just gained momentum. And those boulders are pretty good size. It would be easy in that kind of a slope coming down for it to gain that momentum. And then there's no control. So, I, you know, she doesn't fault the driver. It's just one of those fluky kind of right. things. And I just... I really am thankful that she's okay, but I. She says I want you to use it on the show. It's one of the first things. Oh, she that's said to great! Me. I want to you to share it on the show. I want people to hear what happened so that we can keep it from somebody else happening to. So, one thank you, things, Becky. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah. 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 Not, very much. But so. uh, no, you mentioned something. Uh, a word. And, and I thought that it, it it carried a lot of weight. And I actually had written it down before you mentioned it because I was I, I take notes all throughout the show, things that you know remind me of other things and, and so I can bring up uh, different points and stuff. And one of the words that you had mentioned was physics. And I actually wrote down that word, physics, right there on, 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 the, on the paper there, right underneath vehicle dynamics. And, and some, somebody who, like yourself, who puts themselves in a harm's way to be a spotter. And that's essentially what a spotter is doing or anybody who's doing uh, an act of recovery. You are putting yourself in harm's way because at any point in time, things can go sideways. Now, as a spectator, you're, you're, you would think that ordinarily you'd be um, sort of out of harm's way because uh, the, the, uh, you know, the, the person driving the Jeep, well, they're right in the middle of it. The, the spotter, they're certainly in the middle of it all. Uh, and they're right next. Oftentimes, a spotter is within you know, feet of the vehicle. Uh, sometimes even has a hand on the vehicle. I mean, you're right there sometimes so that you can, you know, give proper direction. You can see what's going on, all that sort of stuff. And and not knowing things, having a basic understanding of physics or having a basic understanding of vehicle dynamics, how a vehicle is going to react when this happens. Um, and, and if you if, if those kinds of things are just Greek to you, you probably shouldn't be out there to begin with. And I don't mean not, not, not being out there like, don't be a jeeper. I mean, you probably shouldn't be out in the mix of things trying to be a spotter uh, if you don't have a basic understanding of these kind of things. Uh, because you're, you're likely going to either do yourself a disservice or you could possibly put yourself or others in harm's way more so than you already are. So I, I don't mean to, to diminish anything or you know, make anybody feel stupid or anything like that. But clearly, clearly, just even as a spectator, not being in harm's way the worst can happen. We just heard a story about Wendy's friend Becky who damned near lost her life. Now, yep. to no fault of her own or the driver, we don't know exactly what happened. But nonetheless, y you kind of have to be prepared for these sort of things to happen, um, even though they likely never will. So, you guys, I got a question for you, um, Josh, Wendy. If uh, Would it make any sense, maybe for a group of Jeepers that are going out there, what do you call the, the group of Jeepers, a, a club? Uh, yeah. And then maybe some maybe some generic T-shirts to help identify the individuals because the you know we've always made jokes about the fifty people screaming no left other driver no you know all that all that sort of stuff a nice white T-shirt generically it says uh, spotter. spotter yeah back jersey and, and then yeah. for serious it's situations every medic <laughs> or medical or something like that and then perhaps a, a third T-shirt that says alcoholic. And it might actually keep some of the ha accidents from happening if that's a, one of the drivers that has on that generic uh, shirt. <laughs> I could I could put a certain someone's name on it, but that wouldn't be very nice, would it? 
<laughs> okay. Uh, well, actually, Tony, that's kind of interesting because when we do things on the range, we've always assigned stuff like that to somebody. Mm-hmm. So if there is an incident, somebody who's going to make can a phone call into this. You can identify it, him very quickly. It's certainly a great suggestion, and I think it's an interesting concept. But I do think when you go out as a group, I don't care if it's a club event or your own event, if you're the lead, then you're the lead. And you need to make sure that you have the skill set, you know who can in the group or what needs to be done. And that's a huge responsibility. And and it's not just, hey, let's just grab two friends and go out. You guys have to think a little bit about the what if scenario. So, rub rub a couple you. of friends together and make some more. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. Our YouTube channel is now called Trails 411. Same great content with lots of tips and techniques. Check it out. All right. I'm going to try a new uh, intro for the uh, the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator update. So here we go. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing uh, talking about the uh, good folks at Tuffy Security Products. Uh, no offense on the chimpanzee. That was completely random. Uh, <laughs> TuffyProducts.com. Uh, go over and visit it right now. Uh, sent the Jeep Talk Show a console safe. For the Jeep JL and Jeep JT, you know the the JL and JT are virtually the same. Uh, where the uh, from the, the the nose all the way back to where the bed starts on the JT. So this is uh, it's really cool that this Gladiator really helps us uh, address uh, both those vehicles at the same time. Uh, this insert that I got from uh, uh, Tuffy Security Products goes into the center console, so you don't remove the console; it actually goes inside. Like and an it, insert, it just it, sets in yep, there. Insert, just, oh. it just inserts in there. It's really more of a a, do- a top door for it. It's not like a complete okay. box. So it uses the console, but the puts a nice solid door and lock on it. So the the insert goes into the center console and provides a heavy steel door and lock. Now I can feel confident about leaving valuable items in the, the Gladiator console. I will give you this warning for installation, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the console isn't small, but when you're trying to t- hold two brackets, a screw, and thread a, uh, the screw <laughs> onto a nut, that space gets small quick. Oh, dear. If you have a small child or someone with small hands, ask or rent them for help. Great uh, idea. <laughs> I would recommend that Tuffy uh, would uh, glue the nuts uh, to a place or maybe even spot weld them onto the uh, that bracket. It would make installation go much quicker, quicker and easier. Josh recently mentioned using tape on a wrench to hold a nut in place. I had to do this with this installation. I didn't have enough wow. hands. I didn't have enough hands. I'll you know? be darned. Yeah. Look at that. I thought about it while I was doing it. It's something I've done before, but it certainly ties back into something you recently talked about, oh, Josh. You're thinking of me outside the show. I'm just tickling. I was, I was pretty pissed off at the time. So, yeah. <laughs> Josh has some kind of a tool here I could use. What was it? it, it the, the little bow tie and the shirtless thing is really really what disturbed me the most though <laughs> given a little forethought and honesty <laughs> honestly maybe the toughy instructions I've got, I've, I've got a story about that that's for another time sorry i just I figured you're gonna say slower uh <laughs> maybe maybe toughy included their in their instructions about how to handle how to handle this but then again you have to read it before you know about those things well, wait a minute it's a guy who, well, of course you get to read the instructions we already know that and i still haven't read them damn it it's installed manual <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's exactly it, what Tuffy Products is going to say. You should have read the manual; it's there. <laughs> so you know, if you do a little forethought, uh, maybe uh, take some of the uh, suggestions Josh makes. Uh, you can make the installation go much right. quicker and easier than mine. But it's All installed, damn it! And it's, you just listen to me, heed my I, advice. Your life will be so much better. I, I keep telling my family this. More- to listen to Josh. Come on, guys. <laughs> we, we need a promo, 15-second promo. Yeah. Listen to Josh. <laughs> if, no, it should say like this. If I'd listen to Josh. <laughs> so uh, I, I will just say it is a great product. It is a, uh, for me anyway, it was a pain in the ass to install. But the great thing is I don't have to install it again. And uh, people aren't going to be getting into this thing anytime soon. Uh, I mean, anything can be gotten into. Frankly, I'd steal the Gladiator, take it someplace else, and then work on it. But it's a very solid uh, cover. It's a very solid lock. Uh, How long did it take you to install, would you say? I bet you it took an hour and a half. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. To me, it was like a 15-minute install. It should have been if you read the instructions. Nah, no, nah, I don't. I don't buy that. <laughs> That's what people that like taking their time to read instructions like to say. <laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've been listening to you guys for free for how many years now, and I figure like time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes. You know, just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on. Because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you give back just a little bit? Josh, Wendy, you know, doing stuff is hard. (laughs) So they say. It's pretty easy to come up with the idea, make a few samples, be very pleased with with yourself, and then take a nap. (laughs) There you go. Proper order off operate. (laughs) My dad told me I never finish what I start. Well, Dad, this is for you. The Rat Bastard toe tags have been mailed out to the first 15 Rat Bastard infectious agents that signed up. You see what it did there? Infectious agents? Agents could be like people, you know? I like that. (laughs) So, Chris, Nate, Christopher, Cindy, Sean, Owen, Chip, Adam, and several of you that couldn't read the instructions. See what I did there? (laughs) 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 And didn't include your full name with your address. It's going to be simply say resident. Uh, (laughs) My wife says, there's a lot of you say resident. Is that right? I said, yeah, they they didn't put their name in. So, screw it. Just. They got that. Hope the address is right because we're sending them to resident at that address. So anyway, they went out today. So watch for a fat envelope with twenty toe tags and twenty twist ties. Your bag hey, of that's fast three times. <laughs> and, and I never would have thought I would be saying this 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 often. Your bag of rats will be coming separately directly from Amazon. <laughs> Warning, some assembly required. You'll need to glue the rat to the big toe tag. Josh, Wendy, are you guys excited to see some pictures of random Jeeps infected with these JTS rats? Well, hell yes. I've been (laughs) behind this from day one. I've been excited about this since the concept first got started getting batted around. The first time I saw... uh, uh, like a, a first article, a uh, you know a, a sample of what, what these things are going to look like. I, first I, draft. I, I, yeah, first draft. I, I rough draft. I, I was like, absolutely, one hundred percent. Whatever it takes, I'll even pitch money on it because this is this is an awesome idea, and we need to do this. So uh, I, I just I can't thank those who 
have volunteered uh, uh, enough uh, for you guys to to be going in and taking the time to not only put these things together, but then you know have five or ten of them in in your vehicle at all times, so that you can drop them off in a parking lot wherever you may be and see a, see a jeep. Please no compass and and you know and, and get these things delivered out there. So you know I, I I just think it's it's awesome that you guys are willing to take that level of involvement and, and volunteer and help us out like that. So just big fat Jeep wave and hats off to you. Well, and Josh, I'm really glad you're excited because just wait to see what Tony sends you, how big that envelope is for your assembly. <laughs> well, he's going to send me the bag of, of live, live rats. The live rats. Oops. Probably <laughs> I had to kill him first. So yeah. I, I just want to throw this out here. This is like if before you guys go out and start infecting these random Jeeps, uh, the Jeep Talk Show is not, I repeat, not responsible for you being assaulted or molested by and when you're doing these uh, these infections, so you're taking that on yourself. Think of yourself as a uh, a live Nikki G experiment. The Jeep Talk Show will also not be bailing anybody out of jail. No. That's <laughs> just, just yeah. but we'll accept the call. We'd love it to have it oh, on the no, show. No, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Please call. <laughs> we'll waste your one, one call, call on us. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll definitely take that call. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And last week, Tony, you asked what time it was that Henry was crowing. And I'll give you a hint. Henry crows all the time. He doesn't know when to shut up, <laughs> which is dangerous behavior for somebody who is easy to catch and taste delicious in barbecue sauce. I don't know how to describe him. Uh, mentally disabled. Doesn't quite fit it, I guess. Uh full-blown retard that that best describes him and yes send all your hate mail to the jeep talk show (laughs) and one week last week you talked about keeping the trails clean and i couldn't agree with you more a few weeks ago i interviewed steve from jack to jeep on my podcast a 10-minute off-road podcast it's the podcast for the off-roader with a short attention span (laughs) and i he's out in wyoming and i asked him what was the big biggest difference between east and west coast or east and west wheeling and i was expecting him to say mud or blah 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 the trees or who who knows and the first words that rolled off his mouth was the trash and i was instantly embarrassed and a good alternative to a trasheroo is a lot of restaurants get their produce delivered in 50-pound mesh bags. It looks like the bag that uh, onions come with at the grocery store, but they're 50-pound size. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that Wendy sent me out for a six-pack of Sprite. Yeah, but I picked seven up. Jeez. Man, that one stunk. <laughs> I was going to tell you a joke about time travel, but you guys didn't like it. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. Twofer for the price of one. <laughs> Sounds like Henry fits perfectly with Nikki, doesn't uh, it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's in a box. He's, uh, he's yep. very offended at that. <laughs> 
Chris, I've been hearing on the news there's some really great deals to be had on trade-ins. Yeah, Tony, thank you. First of all, my name is Chris Godwin. I'm the owner of South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. And, Tony, we really thank you for your business. It was not just us selling a vehicle or you buying one. We were able to build a strong relationship, and I'm glad that uh, we're now together and talking about Jeeps. But, yeah, the world news, if you've heard it, is talking about if you have an extra car in your driveway or you want to trade, now is the time, whether you want to sell it outright to South Fork Dodge or you want to uh, trade it in for a new one. Inventory is tight, but we have plenty of it because of our new Jeep facility. So if you're wanting to buy a new Jeep, Dodge Ram, any of it, come see me, and I can guarantee you an outstanding value on your vehicle right now. With tight new car markets, that makes used car trade-ins worth. There's no off-leases coming to the dealership, so we have to get them from customers, and that means paying top dollar. Man, that's great. I am enjoying the hell out of my Gladiator, Chris, and I thank you for making it such a wonderful experience. To go over to South Fork, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, uh, located in uh, Manville, Texas? Manville, Pearland. Most people say Pearland. It's at 288 and Magnolia Drive, right? One exit past 518 in the Pearland Town Center. Call 1-800-LOW-PRICE. Ask for Chris, the owner. I'd be glad to take care of you. You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Let's face it, most Jeeps that see a significant amount of trail time have some telltale signs that that Jeep has been on the trail. Things like pinstripes that only come from brush, mudstains older than your teenager, and of course the ubiquitous dent here and there. Most of us Jeepers who have some dings and dents don't really bother with doing much about it since it's likely to suffer more damage in the years to come. That's not to say that it's not worthwhile to fix damage that does occur. It will certainly extend the life of the Jeep. But who wants to pay that deductible or the out-of-pocket expense for professional bodywork? Not me! So if your Jeep or the daily driver or whatever vehicle is in the driveway has a dent in it and if you're game to try to remove it yourself, well, here's how you can do it. And for cheap. You'll need just two things. A hair dryer and an air duster. What I mean by air duster is, you know, that can of compressed air that you would use to clean a computer keyboard with. So that, that's what we're talking about here. So using the hair dryer, you're going to heat the dent for about a minute or so. You want the metal to be nice and hot, but not so hot you start to burn or melt the paint or clear coat. So it's all going to be all about testing here. How far away do you hold the hair dryer at? What setting do you have it on? How long do you hold it there? You know, all that sort of stuff. Then holding the air duster upside down, and you might want to use a straw for this one, uh, the little straw attachment that you, you shove into it, kind of like a can of WD-40, that sort of thing. Don't use WD-40 here. You're probably going to start a fire. No, yeah. but you're going to use the holding the air duster upside down. You want to spray the dent for about 10 seconds or so. Now, at this point, you're going to start hearing some things. Many dents will just pop right out, and sometimes violently. Um, this will not work on every dent, though, every time on every vehicle. A lot of it is going to depend on the severity of the dent and how long it's been there. If there is any paint loss at all or any creased metal whatsoever, this will not work. But if you're lucky, then this super cheap repair just may bring some beauty back to your Jeep. That's a cool, cool idea. I like it. So steel has a memory. Um, that's why you can fix steel rims, but you can't fix aluminum rims once they're bent or, or, or damaged pretty badly. Um, you can fill in, uh, aluminum, you can, you know, um, you know, weld things back into place, but that, that rim is never going to be the same steel rims. However, can be bent back into shape. They have a memory. They will want to go back to where they were. All they just take is some persuading to do so. 
uh, a company that's uh, around here that is very, very good at what they do, um, and it's been doing this for a long time, is called Wheelcraft. I don't know if they are a national company or not, but Wheelcraft out here does wheel repair. And, and I've talked to these guys because I used to work in the automotive industry. I've actually used these guys before. And, and they've, they, you know, they've explained to them how this process works and why and all that sort of stuff. So with thin metal, like, the, like what you find on your body, again, this is stamped metal. It has a memory. Once it's in that shape, once it you know, is stamped when it's hot, becomes cool, this is how that metal is, is. And that's what shape it is. And that's all it knows. So if it gets dented, it has this dent. It wants to go back to what it used to know, the way that it used to be. You just have to persuade it to do that. You can do that with some help of some thermal dynamics and helping excite the molecules inside the metal, get them all loosened up, and then suddenly shock them with a blast of super cold air. What that does, they, they don't know where they're at or what they're doing. They just want to go back <laughs> to where they, what, what they were doing, what they, what they know, what they used to be, and bam, suddenly the dent is gone and you have your fender or hood or quarter panel back in place the way that it should be. Now, is it going to be perfect? Maybe not. Is this going to work every time? Probably not. Is this going to work for you? Likely not. So, but <laughs> give it a shot. Makes it's you wonder why it's on the show. <laughs> it's it's super cheap and it's worth the worth a try because yeah. it could work and it might work for you. That's awesome. I've seen those uh, those wheel repairs before. It was probably online, like on YouTube or something. And I'm a, I'm amazed at how well they can repair uh, wheels. And and actually, I've seen them doing doing alloy wheels too. I believe they probably had to use filler or something. Uh, but uh, it's it's just amazing what I've uh, what what I've seen them do for repairs on that. But I think you're right; the metal ones are a lot easier to do. Yeah, yeah, the steel ones are are a lot easier to do than the uh, than the, the aluminum ones, ones, right? Yeah, the non alloys, right? Well, if you have anything to add, or maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, just jump over to JeepTalkShow.com/slash/contact and send us a message. Who knows? The next time we do a Tech Talk, could be talking about your topic. Hey, this is Don Sumner. I was just listening to your guys' podcast. Hey, I just listened to your podcast. Hey, Jeep Talk Show, this is Casey. Hi, this is Ray Buchanan from Burlington, Wisconsin. Um, hello, this is Dave in Oregon. I would use the Boltlocks on my 98 Jeep Wrangler. 2017 Wrangler Tudor. 2008 JKU. Uh, Wrangler JKU Sierra. Uh, even if I don't win, you guys still have a great show. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Hi, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight we're going to be talking to Crystal from uh, Bolt Lock. Crystal has been working for Bolt Lock for a little over two years. She has been in marketing for over five years and loves being part of the Bolt family. In Crystal's spare time, she enjoys spending time with her family and three dogs at home. Uh, you can find out more about Bolt Lock at boltlock.com. Crystal, thank you so much for being with us. Three dogs. Oh, my God. How big are the dogs? Um, they're all over 50 pounds, and our, our biggest oh, is actually 90 pounds, so yeah, we got a full house. <laughs> so how often do they take you for a walk? Oh boy, um, yeah, I definitely don't take all three at once, I would, I would that think would so. not be good, but yeah, I, we, I always, you know, it takes about three hours to take them all three on a walk. So, so. squirrel or cat would be a, a good workout for you if... Uh, 
<laughs> if you had all yeah. three of them at one time. So that's great. Exactly. I love dogs. Just absolutely loved them. Always have. My uh, my mom would just get after me. I mean, she told me at three years old, I would take off. Any stray dog that I saw, I would take off and go over to it. And she'd be screaming at me, no, no, no. And I'd be over there and it'd be licking me and, and I'd be petting it and never got bit. So, uh, yeah, uh, if if we ever meet and you have a dog with you, the first five minutes is going to be dedicated to the dog. I just got to tell you that right up front. Uh, I won't be offended. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> My husband feels the same way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get over to uh, Bolt Lock. Well, first off, you're not a Jeeper. Is that right? I'm not a Jeeper. I, I'm a wannabe Jeeper. You know, there's, Eventually. A, there's a lot of those out there. Uh, and I, I think sometimes it is a bit of a nervousness about, uh, you know, do I really want to be a, a Jeep person? Do, am I, I going to be... Uh, viewed as not as mature if I'm if I've got this fun vehicle and I think people as they get older maybe in, in their midlife they go screw this I want a Jeep I want one wanted one all my life I'm going to get it don't wait till middle age Crystal I know now I'm going to get yelled at for going tomorrow and buying one <laughs> <laughs> so which which Jeep do you think you would get and more importantly what color I think I would get the Gladiator and I'm one of the I'm I like the black. Oh, that's just such a bad yeah, answer. Yeah, I know. It's kind of boring, <laughs> but I, yeah, I would have to say that's my favorite. The proper Jeep color is red, Crystal. It's always, always the right answer. I guess, I guess I'm going to get yelled at for that answer, too, because our bolt color is red. Oh, that's right. I actually, yeah, I actually, red, so. I, I actually mentioned that on the show when I was talking about all the wonderful things that you guys provided uh, for the 2021 Jeep uh, Talk Show Gladiator build, and I said, and they've got the right color on there. It's red. That's their major color. I know. Well, red and black, though, so it, it incorporates, it, it at least incorporates both. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so anyway, uh, you'll have to, have to let us know when you get your Jeep Gladiator uh, and whenever you change your mind to get, by getting a red one. You can come on the show and tell us just how much you love it and all the fun things you're going to do with it. Now, speaking of the, the Jeep Gladiator, uh, the uh, you guys have quite a few uh, products for the Gladiator and, and really not just Jeeps, but a lot of di- different vehicles. Uh, can you give people a quick rundown about what the, the special thing about Bulk Lock is? Yeah, um, so the cool thing about bolt locks um, is they all work with your vehicle ignition key. Um, And it sounds super crazy, but you actually code it yourself. Um, But it's a really easy process. Um, When you get the lock, you unpackage it, take the little sticker off the cylinder, and you just simply insert your key, turn it all the way uh, clockwise until it stops, and that is it. It's super easy. It's permanently coded to your key. Um, so that's the one cool thing is as many bolt locks as you collect over time, um, they all just work with one key. And it stays so that way. You can't key. change it once you've set it. It It, it is yep. permanently set that way. And uh, so if, if you go to sell your vehicle, which I think selling a Jeep is always a bad idea, but if you go to sell your vehicle, uh, you, you'll want to give them those bolt locks with it because that key is going to be what you, what they use. Now, this works with even the new uh, the new keys from Jeep that uh, have the push button start. There's still a little uh, key built into that fob that you can use, and that's what you use to set all these locks. Correct? Yep, yep. It works with the emergency keys inside the fobs. Yep, it's the same process. You just pull that key out and code it like you would any other key. 
So I was a little surprised the other day, you know, since since this uh, 21, uh, 2021 uh, Jeep Gladiator is uh, in my driveway, I've been looking at all kinds of things that you can buy for it and put on there, and I ran across a locking uh, gas cap, which, you know, especially with gas prices going up, uh, it, it's kind of interesting to, uh, an interesting thing to possibly have on there. And I noticed mm-hmm. Mopar has one that you could actually key to your the, the the jeep key but you have to put the tumblers inside of it. you literally have to spend a half hour to an hour hoping that you get the right tumblers in there and get it just right for your key to work otherwise it's a, an 80 dollar a throwaway item i just mm-hmm. wish that bullock had a locking uh, gas cap that would be wonderful especially with the all technology because you wouldn't have to go through all that stuff yeah it, it's definitely on our list to take a look at. I mean, it's, it's a desired product. Um, mm-hmm. We actually have, um, a, there's another company called Pop and Lock, and they actually incorporate our regular Jeep cylinder inside their locking um, gas caps. So oh. they actually have one for the Jeep, only the JK for now. Right. Um, but not yet for the, for the newer Jeeps. But yeah, they incorporate our cylinder in there and, um, that's what we what's out there at least right now. So there's a possibility this could happen for the for the Gladiator, the JL, the JTs. Then that would be mm-hmm. wonderful. That'd be so much easier than the the Mopar solution. Uh, exactly. So what was the name of the lock uh, or the name of the company that has the locking gas cap? Yeah, it's called Pop and Lock. Pop and Lock. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. if you're a JK owner, uh, you certainly have a, a potential of uh, going and getting a Bolt product in that Pop and Lock so that you can. Just use the one key for your uh, for your gas cap. I, I love that idea. So let's talk mm-hmm. about some of these other uh, other things. Now I've mentioned uh, on the show a few times. I don't know if I've told you or not, but I'm planning on doing flat towing with the uh, the Jeep Gladiator. It literally is going to be my tow vehicle for my 1998 XJ that I, I haven't been able to talk take off road for uh, everybody knows that listens to the show knows why because <laughs> i've complained mm-hmm. about it for about 10 years anyway so uh what what we got from you guys was uh, and this is very important because you don't want to lose the receiver especially if you've parked your tow vehicle and you've left it un uh unattended somebody could just walk over there and take stuff off of it and if you don't have the two inch receiver uh, there whenever you're ready to go home, well, you, you're just kind of stuck because you can't flat tow a vehicle without that, that ball on, on the back. So one of the right. first things we got was the 5.8 receiver uh, lock Jeep center cut. And I guess center cut is the type of key that Jeep is using now? Yep, correct. Yeah, that's their new style key. And, and all it does is, and I'm sure you guys are familiar you with locks that you can put on the, the two-inch uh, receiver so that it will, uh, so nobody can just walk off with stuff. Well, the good thing about this is, is you get the, the high quality of the bolt lock. And these things are heavy-duty uh, pieces of, uh, of equipment that, uh, that I've noticed. And uh, you get to use the same key that you would use for all the other locks on your Jeep uh, that, you know, come from the factory that way. So we got that one. And uh, is there? Uh, and we well, we also got the six foot cable lock Jeep center cut. Tell me what I can do with that. Um, I mean, really, you can do a bunch of different stuff. I mean, uh, if you have a, own a business, you know, um, lock up your ladders, um, storage units. Um, if you're a biker, you can lock up your bike rack with it. Um, some people use it for their spare tires on the back of their vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, gates, coolers, bunch of stuff. 
Well, in the back of the bed of the uh, the gladiator, uh, you could loop it through some of the tie downs uh, that are back mm-hmm. there, and then you could secure stuff in the bed of your uh, of your gladiator, especially if you don't have any kind of locking top. Uh, right. You can, uh, and that would certainly deter somebody. They go over there and go, "Oh, it's locked down. I can't walk off of that." Well, I guess they could walk six feet before it uh, uh, <laughs> stretched and pulled them back. <laughs> uh, so let's yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a, a visible deterrent. Yep, and okay. uh, and then that's really important because that's what you want to do. You want to. It's not always about. Um, you know, can, can something be picked or can somebody take a cable cutter or whatever? It's just like, how much difficulty are you going to give the person that's trying to steal your stuff uh, that mm-hmm. d- will deter them from, from even trying? Because, you know, everything can be stolen. I mean, somebody could be a pull a flatbed up and just take the whole vehicle and then work on the other stuff as they had time. But the whole idea behind this is, is to keep those uh, moments of opportunity uh, from uh, people just going, oh, I'm just going to move on to somebody that didn't protect their stuff as well. Yeah, we actually have some cool um, videos on our Facebook and our YouTube of us actually trying to break in, uh, break our locks. So there's um, one with our receiver lock, and then there's actually one of the off-vehicle coupler lock as well, um, which just kind of shows how strong they are. Um, I mean, it took a while for us to do some damage to those. So if you want to check those out, they're, they're on our um Facebook and YouTube page too. Oh, that sounds like fun. It's always fun to try to destroy something, especially when you didn't have to pay for it. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's for scientific testing, but damn, it's fun. <laughs> so you just mentioned the off-vehicle coupler, coupler lock, which was included in some of the, the with the, the goodies that you sent us. And uh, I, I got people that pull trailers probably know what that is, but uh, let, let let people know what that what it actually that's used for. Yeah, um, so it's pretty much for securing um, an unattended trailer. So um, the it comes with a red plate, and you actually insert it up underneath um, where the ball would go from your from your trailer, and um, it has a metal band that slips through this plate, and then it locks with a pin with our bolt lock um, lockhead. Um, so essentially, a um, I mean it's a visible theft deterrent and um, it secures your trailer when it's not hooked up to your vehicle. So this would be good, especially for overlanders that may be pulling a, a trailer with a, uh, a pop-up tent on top of it. Uh, and they, could, mm-hmm. they they need to go buy some milk or something that they don't want to tow the trailer. And, you know, maybe uh, uh, mom or dad is staying in the trailer and you don't want to have to jostle them around to where you're getting the uh, the the stuff that you need from the store yeah. so you you might both jump in the jeep and uh, take off and this actually would help you feel comfortable that it's going to be there when you get back because it basically uh, eliminates the ability for people to uh, put a, uh, a, a, a the receiver the ball into the, the trailer and drive away with it i mean they could always do chains or something like that but uh you would hope the cops would be pulling them over asking them hey What's going on? Oh, look, there's a lock on this thing. Is this trailer yours? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and this is a heavy duty item. Did you try breaking one of these things? Yeah, we did. Um, we had tried um, multiple different um, tools. We did um, like a jigsaw, um, all sorts of stuff, um, reciprocating stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it actually broke her blade before it even made an indentation in the actual lock so 
um, it's pretty heavy duty. Yeah, that's going to make you feel good. And, you know, this, like I said earlier, this isn't just for Jeeps. If you guys got tow rigs that aren't Jeeps, this thing works with a multitude of other vehicles. And, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Crystal. It, I mean, you can do Ford, Chevy. There's, there's all kinds of models that you can use. Yeah, uh, it works with Ford, uh, GM, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, and Nissan um, are all of the makes that we are compatible with. So you can just take those, uh, whatever, however they've designed those keys, and put them in the proper bolt lock that's designed for, for that key. I would assume that mm-hmm. since all these say Jeeps intercut, these are specifically for the, the late model Jeeps. Yep, yeah, so it's all specific to the new style Jeep key. Um, and just, I mean, like Ford, for example, has a side cut key, so there's a specific lock for that, too. And it's super easy if you're unaware of, uh, you know, which lock you should purchase. Um, on our website, we have a super easy find your lock tab. You just enter your vehicle, your make model in there, and it'll pull up all the products that are compatible with your vehicle um, so you don't have that confusion. Yeah, and it's great because I actually pulled that up on uh, my other screen over here so I could make sure and go through each one of the items that we got from you guys for the uh, uh, 2021 Jeep Gladiator. And it, it does. Mm-hmm. It just I have a Jeep Gladiator 2021, and it lists everything that's compatible with uh, with that vehicle, which is great. It makes it really simple, and you don't have to worry about maybe getting the wrong thing. Nobody likes getting the wrong thing and then uh, having to explain to the significant other, oh, I got the wrong thing. i got to send it back. <laughs> right, right. So the the uh, the other thing I thought was really cool is the coupler lock, and this is for uh, putting on the 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 part that's the trailer part of it, where you know you have the little latch that you uh, push down and it locks it onto the ball. And I can see how this would be. I mean, I think the standard thing is just putting a pin through there. That's that's a non locking thing. But somebody could always mess with it. I mean, you should always check your trailer before you take off uh, anywhere. But somebody could literally mess with the thing, and you could wind up dragging the the tongue on the on the ground, just being drugged by the chains. Uh, this will eliminate that. You can just use your Jeep key to put this little uh, thing in where the pin goes, lock it into place, and now you don't have to worry about it. Right. Yeah. It just gives that extra. Um, security. Peace I mean, of mind. A for the yeah. trailer and B exactly for the same instance you brought up. And the uh, you guys also sent a padlock, which uh, I mean that's just kind of like your standard thing. I mean, I guess you could even use the the padlock for your your gym locker or something because uh, you have the convenience of already having your Jeep key with you because you've taken your Jeep down to the gym or or whatever. You know these things we used to do before COVID nineteen, Crystal. We would like go to the gym, you know. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, but but you could also use this on a chain, or, or like you were talking about earlier for the six uh, foot cable lock. You could use it on, on something to uh, immobilize a spare tire. Maybe you got a spare tire in the bed of your uh, of your Gladiator or your Ford or Chevrolet pickups, and you could use this uh, very very beefy padlock. Now, the the thing that I was most interested in, but I I can't really use because I'm hoping to add in the trail camera on my uh, Gladiator is the JL hood lock. I I love this product. It's a wonderful idea because there's nothing keeping anybody from just popping the hood on on your your JL or JT and just digging around in there, taking a battery, maybe taking two batteries, you know, because there's two batteries in there now. So uh, this is, this I think would probably be the hottest selling item that you have and correct me on if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, no, we get a lot of um, great feedback on, on the hood lock. Um, 
and we actually are kind of working on a few ideas um, for the JT specifically and some of the trail cam um, models just because it, you know, like you mentioned, it's not compatible with the trail cams right now just because of where the lock goes. It directly interferes with it. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're always taking feedback um, from customers so that we can hopefully come up with something where it is compatible with, with that model well those those bastards at fca took your spot because that was exactly where you had this <laughs> this jail hood lock was right there where the trail camera is and uh, you know if you'd not i think it's only the rubicon that comes with the trail cam could be wrong on this uh but uh, if you don't have uh, a rubicon uh jt or jl you can get one of these hood locks and they're great and you can have that peace of mind knowing when your your jeep is locked nobody's getting into the hood i mean you got the uh, the rest of it uh, secured, especially if you have a hard top. But you know, you know, it's just two clips and a finger thing in there to move the the, the yeah. lever out of the way, and and you're in there. That's probably one of the most expensive parts of the Jeep is right there, that engine bay. Mm -hmm. So now this is the thing that I don't know what in the world I would do with it, but I would just love to have it. I mean, obviously, I know what I would do with it, use it to to, to hook on and tow people out and so on and so forth. But the locking recovery hook. Uh, I I was just amazed at this thing. It's a it's like a work of art. It's this just huge hunk of metal that's shiny. And God, I just wanted it on my Jeep. I actually saw it at the 2019 uh, SEMA, and uh, it's it it it's like bling personified. It's just amazing. Yeah, um, that is our new product. Um, it was just launched um, not too long ago here. Um, but yeah, it is a showstopper for sure. Um, we're actually partnered with Monster Hook um, on this product, um, so it's very similar um, to some of the things that they have. But the really cool thing about this one is that it has the bolt lock cylinder in there, and um, it actually um, locks and unlocks the pin, and then you're able to slide it out, attach it, um, and then lock it back onto the vehicle. Um, it, it so is it is super cool. And as big and as beautiful as this, this thing is, you want it locked up. <laughs> If it's, especially right. if it's going to be on the outside of your Jeep. You don't want this thing walking off because I promise you, somebody would take this thing. It is just gorgeous. Yeah, you guys, I, I think you were showcasing it or at least having it available for people to look at it at uh, SEMA 2019, but you guys actually didn't come out with it until recently, I believe. Yeah, um, we did have it um, on a few vehicles at SEMA um, 2019, but yeah, it is out. Um, people can purchase it um, and we'll, we'll have it at SEMA again this year um, as well showcased on a bunch of our vehicles now i haven't dug into it uh because yeah i guess because the covid thing you just don't imagine anything is gonna ever gonna happen like it did in the past but is sema mm -hmm. gonna have a walk-in thing this year or is that uh, too soon to know um as far as walk-in you mean um like it used to be before covid you know where you walk yeah. in and mill around and not the virtual thing yeah, they had um, last year yeah, what I've heard is I, I believe it's a mix of virtual and um, walk-in. We're, we're actually in the new West Hall um, this year um, in, in their new facility. So um, I'm not sure if that's 100% correct, but that's... Well, that's just what, what you, I, yeah, what yeah. I thought I heard. Don't don't do don't bet on anything, guys. It's just that's yeah. that's that's the hearsay. That's uh, any you yeah. know it's, it's you know how it is. Anything could change these days. But, I know. But it sounds like exactly. that's what they're going to do. 
Well, that is amazing. Now, you guys have uh, many, many other products. These are just the products that you have uh, for the for the Gladiator. Uh, is there? A, oh, I think you guys have a high lift jack mount as well, don't you? Yeah, we do. Um, it's available for the uh, TJ and JK right now. Um, we are in the process of um, making one or having one available for the JT. Um, we just don't have any time expectancy of when that's going to be available yet um, or when that will be launched, but it is in the works. Um, so we will have something available for the JT in the future here. Right. The so is there any new products coming out that you can, uh, maybe that you haven't mentioned that you can tell us about here? Or if it's, if it's too hush-hush, we, we can just save it for later. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, the JT, um, JL, J-Mount um, will be coming out in the future. Um, but other than that, um, that's what we have going right now that I'm able to share at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the J-Mount, of course, is the, the high-lift jack. And, and, the, and, yeah. and the J-Mount fits on the side of the, uh, of the Jeep, right, where the hinges are or that, that general vicinity? Yeah, yeah. So it sits um, right in front of the either driver or passenger side door. And um, it mounts right into the pre-existing holes in your Jeep. So there's no drilling, um, so it makes it super clean and easy to install. Yeah, love that. Love the no holes, especially in a brand new vehicle. It just hurts. Right. It just hurts to yeah. drill any holes in <laughs> a brand painful. new vehicle. <laughs> well, that's great. You know, um, so I think we've covered everything that uh, you guys sent us. And again, thank you so much. And oh, and thank you for the the stickers because we wanted to make sure we had uh, the bolt sticker on the the back of the uh, 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. Kind of the the honor uh, area where uh, of all the companies that are part of the uh, uh, the 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 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator build, and uh, you had to send those specific to me. I guess you guys aren't sending out uh, stickers uh, with your uh, when somebody buys something, you don't have a sticker in there already. Yeah, we don't. Um, the only one that comes with a sticker is our new um, the JL Hoodlock. That one comes with a JL Hoodlock specific sticker, so that one's oh, actually okay. a little different than some of our other ones. So. Everybody loves stickers, uh, but uh, yeah, it's probably a uh, it, it's probably a good idea. I mean, we we send out a bunch of stickers, and I never see them online. Who knows if they use them or not, or where, wherever they put them? But <laughs> it's a, well, we're honored to be included on on the, the on the, on your JT. So <laughs> oh no, thank you, and I appreciate again appreciate you sending those over to me. Uh, it's funny, uh, uh, Tuffy was also part of the build, and uh, I asked them for stickers. They sent me a stack of stickers, an inch thick of sizes from uh, a foot across <laughs> down to something oh, that's a few time. inches. It was hilarious. I, I got to get them on and give them a hard time about that. But boy, they really came through on the stickers. It was like somebody cleaned out their desk of all the stickers well, that they had. Oh, we got to step up our sticker game now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Crystal, you know, the kids love that social media. How can uh, how can uh, the, the kids go to uh, various the various social media places and, and look at all this bling that is also very useful uh, in keeping things uh, from walking away. Yeah, um, so we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and it's all at Boltlock. Um, so you can reach us on any one of those. So I uh, just want to make sure, I, I, the thing I always wondered about, has it always been Bolt, or did you guys switch over to Bolt? I mean, it's like boltlock.com for the website, but it seems like you're, you're going with the logo of just Bolt. Is that something new, or has that been that way for a while? 
Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, like our social tags, our bolt lock, we try to um, to keep it a little consistent. Um, sometimes people may not know just what bolt is, so we we um, try to keep it consistent across the board. But yeah, um, our website is also boltlock.com. Um, so it's a little bit easier to remember. I thought of another commercial uh, for you guys, and this this is great. Uh, you know the uh, the bolts on Frankenstein's neck, right? And yeah. uh, he gets chained up. What you need is a bolt lock bolt on Frankenstein's neck, and he can't get away unless you use the specific key that came with Frankenstein. <laughs> that, that, that may be pretty cool. That maybe gets a little weak. <laughs> Well, on the idea something together for halloween you know 2021 million dollar another jeep talk show million dollar idea crystal thank you so (laughs) much (laughs) i know thank you so much for being with us tonight and again thank you for all the great goodies that we're going to be using on the uh, jeep talk show 2021 gladiator of course um we definitely appreciate um you being a fan of us and helping spread the word about bolt lock so you know thank you for having me well thanks again to crystal wilkin for coming on uh, onto the show and taking time to talk about bolt lock and all the cool stuff they have that can work with your one jeep key i think that's just the coolest concept in the world everything from you know a, a padlock to, to other things you know that works with your jeep key so all the stuff that you have on your rig that you all want to you, know, you keep it all protected all opens up with your one cheap key, the key that you got to use anyways. Who, you know, why didn't I think of that, right? <laughs> well, if you have an idea for a guest, we want to hear what that idea might be. Maybe you work in the off-road industry or know somebody who does. Maybe you yourself would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. We've actually uh, had some emails going back and forth with some of our listeners. We're going to have some regular Joes here on the show talking about their Jeep story here in just a little while. So stay tuned for that. Just go to Jeep Talk Show in the meantime, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. You know, uh, of course, part of our conversation uh, that you just heard with uh, with Crystal, uh, she was talking about they're coming up with a potential gas cap, locking gas cap. Or I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Yeah, I, maybe, yeah. It's, that maybe it's COVID that uh, was causing the issue. Especially now with the prices going up, it'll be Perfect timing. And, of course, you guys may or may not know, uh, Mopar does make a, uh, a a gas lock that you can uh, key for your uh, your center cut key. But I bet you it will take you a good, if, if it's the first time doing it, because you actually have to put the tumblers in uh, properly. Oh, uh, it's 80 bucks, and you got to put these tumblers in in the right order, and you have to figure out what it is by using your key. Who's got the tweezers? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the direction? And if you Hold put it in, put one of those tumblers in wrong, and you eyeball it wrong, it's eighty Over. bucks down the drain. The only thing you could do would be get a key cut for those tumblers, and that kind of no. <laughs> kind of means it that defeats the purpose. Yeah, yeah. It defeats the purpose. It does not sound like fun. Sorry. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, and it's not just gas theft. Somebody can be uh, hating on your Jeep and uh, put something in there, sugar or, oh, or something yeah. in the tank. You know it. So I really like the idea of a locking gas cap, but I don't know that I want to spend eighty bucks that I got to spend an hour of my time uh, to uh, to tum- put the tumblers in there. It's not that complex, but just the idea of having to go through all that. I'm really looking forward to Bolt Lock coming out with one that where one key fits all the stuff on your Jeep. Agreed. 
And up next week, Al Ashawash with Midland Radios will be on, and we had a great conversation about GMRS and Midland's uh, push to uh, get a lot of Jeepers moved away from CB, which they do sell, uh, but getting moved away from CB to GMRS because they see that it's just that much better. Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Tony, Josh, Wendy, last weekend I was lucky enough to meet one of our Zoom peeps in person. Larry, Jeep, and Mo took the 14-hour trek across the Midwest to come wheel with Neil and I here in the Valley. It was a fun day of wheeling and great company. However, now in Colorado, wheeling is limited as there's still a lot of snow up in those high passes. We stayed up around 8,000, 9,000 feet. A lot of the mountain peaks are up at 13 to 14,000 feet. Larry also got a tour of our shop, and I'm pretty sure he was able to meet Miss Wobbles while he was here. <laughs> she is the topic of Jeep life this week. Miss Wobbles is a black JKU Rubicon on a 6-inch long-arm kit with 37-inch tires. There's a great lesson with Miss Wobbles. The Jeep girl who bought her is a first-time-ever Jeeper. She fell, in, she fell in love with the Jeep and had to have her. She took the Jeep for a test drive. It seemed pretty wobbly to her and her fiancé, so they asked the dealer. And the dealer they were buying her from said, That's just normal. It just needs an alignment. So they bought the Jeep, named her Miss Wobbles, and brought her to us for an alignment. Buyer beware. Oh, this no. Jeep was a wreck. We couldn't even begin an alignment because she was such a wreck. One of the previous owners put a six-inch long-arm kit on the Jeep. Obviously, from the looks of the Jeep, whoever did the install had no idea what they were doing. Brackets weren't located where they should have been. The rear arms needed space to stuff when flexing, which required cutting two inches from that area, which they didn't do. So, there was a lot of rubbing and wearing on the frame. The Heim joints didn't have misalignment spacers. Instead, someone just put nuts on the joint. That poor Dana 44 axle was near death. Needless to say, this poor Jeep was in great need of a lot of love. We are still in the process of fixing up the suspension. There is still a lot more work to be done, but we are getting there. Just by getting the lift installed correctly, the RTI score went from 550 to 964. You can see some of the work in my new video series I'm doing. It's called In the Garage with Neil on my Jeep Mama YouTube channel. This is a great lesson for anyone who plans on buying a used off-road vehicle. You never, ever know what the previous owner has done to those vehicles. And we see this a lot when rescuing old abandoned Jeeps, too. There is a lot of back alley surgery being done on these vehicles. So before you jump in and make a purchase on a used vehicle, make sure you know what has been done to that Jeep or off-road vehicle. You may even want to take it to a Jeep professional. Now, when I say Jeep professional, I mean take it to someone like Neil or Josh or Tony or Wendy's husband, someone who's been around and dealing with Jeeps and off-road builds their whole life. You can even find some wrencher in a Jeep club that could help you, too. You're going to want to know what you're getting into before you buy an off-road, a used off-road vehicle. Until next week, you all have a great Memorial Day weekend. Six inches is kind of uh, kind of a lot for a, lot. For, a JK, yes. for a JKU. I mean, that, that should be the warning sign to start with. I'm not saying it can't be done, but generally speaking, 
you know, four that, inches is is about as uh, what you would expect to see. So yeah. if the lift is a six inch lift, I mean, long arms sound good and everything. Thirty sevens, right? Thirty sevens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's, so. That's well, God, lift it's, it's six inches. You probably could have done forties. But, but think about this newbie too going out to a quote dealer. Who knows if it's, it's a right. legitimate it's dealer it's or a, or or a used <laughs> car dealer, right? Oh yeah. Um, and then having to now spend how much more money to get it going, and she's really going to love the Jeep. Well, I think done I think it, Neil so. and, uh, and and Tammy work for free, so I don't think it's costing him anything to get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare! <laughs> this, this actually kind of reminds me a little bit of a story that I I saw when I was researching some news for this week in Jeep, um, uh, and I forgot which town this was in, but it was a 16 year old kid, uh, and had just gotten a Jeep, first vehicle ever driving, lifted Wrangler. And, you know, um, I, I, the, the story didn't go into detail how lifted it was or what year of Wrangler it was. But, you know, I, I'm guessing it very well could have been like a YJ, um, you know, maybe a TJ lifted up, big tires, you know, all that sort of stuff. And possibly not a sway bar link to be found on the thing. Who knows, <laughs> right? Uh, but the kid had uh, lost control on, on a curvy road went off the embankment, went uh, through three cars and two houses before coming to a stop. Oh, my gosh. That's, uh, the, the, one, the one gentleman, um, and this was, you know, middle of the night, of course, and, and so he woke up like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Comes uh, out, that's another lifted looks, Cherokee. I'm going to be pissed. Looks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, looks down the hallway, sees all this debris and crap and stuff in the hallway, and then notices there's no wall. Where, you know, the other side of the house should have been. Instead, there's the front end of a Jeep. And it's like, you know, holy crap. But so, you know, I'm thinking, you know, it was this girl like, you know, 16, 17 years old. Did her parents just buy her the first Jeep that she went gaga over? Uh, And, you know, nobody knew anything about used vehicles, let alone an off-road rig. Uh, So, you know, I I hear these kinds of stories. And and I got to wonder, you know, like, just how much ignorance was there to go around? Because it seems like there was an abundance. So yeah. I, I I don't know wow. more more power to you for having uh, all the patience of a saint to deal with uh, somebody like that uh, there Tammy uh, yeah th- those kinds of instances can only create nightmares. I'll go off go out on a limb here a little bit and say if you're going to buy a used Jeep I would get one that hasn't been modified. Two things about that it's less here, here. likely to have been beaten to hell off road and also less likely for somebody to have installed something wrong. But if, yep. you, but if you do buy a Jeep that's already been modified and you're in the Colorado area, take it over there to Tammy's 4x4 shop and uh, let them check Not it out. Not what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying. <laughs> Jeep Mamas. Yeah, Jeep Mamas 4-wheel drive shop. I'm sorry. I got that no. wrong. No, not that either. But well, that's okay. We'll give you two points for effort. <laughs> well, how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with yours? We're always looking for Jeep stories, so contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. Nineteen ninety nine Toyota Corolla. You know, since I was corrected last uh, last episode, I can get it right this time. I may and remember there, that for the future. And there are nine people around the campfire tonight. Nine people. nine times. Nine. <laughs> So uh, this is the part of the show where we uh, pull a topic out of thin air and invite you, the listener, to uh, give us your opinion on whatever the topic of the week is. 
and uh, and there's no special sort of uh, invite that is needed here. Uh, no VIP access, no pay to play, none of that stuff. If you're listening to the show for the first time, you too can join the Campfire Side Chat on our very next episode. Just stick around to the end of the segment. We'll tell you how. For this week, uh, we pulled out a segment about passenger seats. You know, yeah, sure, they serve a purpose. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> they, they do serve a purpose. Uh, the question is whether or not you uh, utilize that purpose or not. In other words, do you like to wheel alone in the Jeep or with others? Now, I got to put this disclaimer out there. First and for- foremost, the Jeep Talk Show does not condone wheeling without at least one other vehicle in the group. Now, yep. that being said... Modified you know, off-road vehicle, not some yeah. Honda or <laughs> something. Some 99 Toyota yeah, Corolla. Exactly. Corolla. Right. <laughs> Wait, it has a winch bumper on it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a whole bunch of people around the campfire tonight. Uh, some of the usual suspects and some new ones as well. So we're going to go through this and uh, here. talk with everybody. And Travis is here. Yeah. I saw that. Yes. So uh, let's go ahead and get uh, get started right away with Chris, 7slats.com. I always go ahead and plug 7slats.com. Great blog about Jeeps. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Really good writing and great photos too. Chris, what would you say about the passenger seat? Do you like to put a butt in it or not? Uh, usually. I usually bring a friend or maybe a family fem- family member along, um, but I'm not afraid to go it alone. Right? You know, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. You know, sometimes uh, I, I, I like the like to be out there just by myself, obviously with the other, you know, vehicles that are in the crew. Um, but, you know, there's something to be said about being able to play my own music or or being able to not play any music at all, have the windows down if I want, you know, all that sort of stuff, not really caring about other people's needs in the vehicle. Well, you get uh, to interact with the other people that you're wheeling with more, too. When you have a guest, whether it be family member or not, you, you have to do a certain amount of interacting with them. So true, it's kind of nice true. being able to interact with the other uh, other folks more. But it's also it's fun funny. having someone you can scare. <laughs> oh yeah, this, this is true. This is true. That's very Chris, true. Chris, who would who would that who would that be for you? Uh, who who is the one that gets scared? Uh, I've scared my kids, which isn't really nice, but uh, <laughs> but that's oh, a father's it's job. So much fun, though. so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, Christopher, Christopher R here is with us here. Uh, Christopher, do you put somebody in the passenger seat, or do you like to go it alone? Uh, I, I don't mind taking people. It's, uh, kind of enjoy the, if it's their first time or since they don't have a Jeep, maybe again, scaring something people. of the sort, <laughs> but, uh, I also have three kids, so if they, they love going jeeping. So, well, uh, give us uh, the I age. I usually have them in the back seat. <laughs> give us the age spread of the kids. Uh, six and seven, but I have two, two twins or so oh, I have a twin very, set. Very good. Yeah, there's, no, there's something to be said about having, you know, family along there with you. Um, I mean, these are the people that you share your life with. Uh, that, so, I mean, sharing something that is an aspect of your life uh, and certainly something that not everybody gets to enjoy yeah. or even participate in, uh, is there, there's something special about that. So, yeah, yeah I mean, eyes light I, up I, every no, time we go. I, I, does there ever a time where you're like, no, I don't want you to go this time? You know, is, <laughs> is there ever a time where you get, where you get to go alone? Uh, I get to go alone sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's not my weekend so i'll go without them and there are times where it's their weekend to be with me so i'll i'll go with them right on right on mike here is with us mike zen in fact here mike now you've actually wheeled with some of the co-hosts here you've uh you've wheeled in different states and all that sort of stuff here uh let's talk about your passenger seat is there a butt in it or not 
Uh, no, I mostly uh, wheel by myself. Uh, there are times I do have a passenger with me. Um, so especially when they're their first experience, I want to, you know, try to like show them the, uh, the area, uh, get their first expression. I actually have some uh, videos on my YouTube channel with, uh, with one of my friends, uh, going like, you know, getting scared. Uh, and I have one with my mom and she's oh, talking geez. saying that we're, you know, that we're was crazy funny. People. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you yeah, on that run? With Wendy. Yeah. With your, with your mom, Mike. Yeah. Really? Mm. Uh, where yeah, where did you yeah. guys go? Where did where did you guys go? It it was a fairly easy run. We just kind of did some basic trails, right, Mike? That was the one your mom was on, right? Right. Yeah. Mike, yeah. was that was oh, that her first time off road ever? Yep. That was my mom's first time off roading. Um, everything was going so well uh, until we actually went into this little uh, in, uh, uh, incline. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and my mom was like, "Oh my god, these crazy people." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, she's saying would it all in Spanish, so I'm just laughing. <laughs> would she ever? Would she do it again? Uh, she says that she will go off roading with me again as long as I don't take her in any scary of them, uh, scary trail. Oh, uh, so she's okay. been with me a few times. Oh, yeah. right on. That's cool. That's cool. Not too often I hear about you know uh, people getting out with their mom with their parents. Usually, it's it's usually the parents taking the kids out. It's usually not the kids taking the parents out. Uh, so when I when I hear about those stories, I I, I think it's really cool. So I I, I, I live vicariously through them. Uh, Travis, the infamous Travis, is with us tonight. Travis, tell us about your passenger seat. Do you like to wheel alone, or do you like to have somebody with you? He's actually Travis went off gone. Oh, Travis, Travis is, is gone. Dang! Hey, I was hoping to get up there. To hear from him. I heard from uh, heard him earlier as we were kind of getting the show started up and. Heard him in the Zoom room. Obviously, he had to take off, uh, has to work early. Uh, Travis is a great addition here uh, in our Zoom room, uh, or to our Zoom people, as it were. Uh, certainly a unique character. I like to hear from him every so often. So we're going to move right along. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move right along to Chip and, uh, and hear about Chip's passenger seat and who he likes to put in there or not. Well, so probably 75% of the time when I'm wheeling, my wife's in the passenger seat and Initially, when we first started off-roading, it's really interesting how important that grab bar is in front of the passenger, because yep. she was hanging on for dear life. Very familiar <laughs> with that. In, in recent years, I'll be driving on a pretty aggressive terrain, and I'll look over, and she's actually asleep. So, yeah, wow. one of the things, I mean, you just got back from that motorcycle ride. You know, I had a Harley, and we'd ride the Harley, but she didn't like on the back of the Harley, it was open back there, and she really feels a lot more comfortable in the Jeep, and it's something that we've progressed to. So it's it's a really it's a hobby that we're both enjoying, and we're taking several trips together. The yeah. other twenty five percent of the time, I guess I've taken my daughter on a trip down to Winrock, and then that was a nice trip, uh, just a father daughter time. And and then uh, last week, I just took off on my own and and did my own thing, which is also kind of pleasant, just to be out in the woods. You know, kind of by myself and, and doing what I want to do and stop where I want to stop. Something to be said about that, being able to sort of uh, do it on your own terms and, and uh, you know, you know, be your own man, as it were, uh, out there. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, I can I, see that. But, boy, ha having your wife next to you on the trail, looking over, and she's asleep. <laughs> that that <laughs> just blows my mind right now. Good driving there, Chip. Good driving right now. 
Would she would she a mortarman in the army or something like that? I'd say, how do you sleep on the trail like that? I just don't understand. Well, if, if I'm rock cool. the rock crawling kind of wakes her up, but if I'm just oh, kind of wakes her up, Lam right into the glass. Oh, sorry, honey, I didn't see you were sleeping over there. Well, we're here. We've arrived. Gee, I'm sorry. Did I wake you up? <laughs> That's great. Oh, goodness. All right, Gary, Dixie Overland here's with us. Gary's called into the show a couple times, left left us some great voicemails. Gary, what would you have to say about the passenger seat? Who do you like to fill it with, or would you prefer to have it empty? Well, I can definitely say that my wife looks the best in the passenger seat, and uh, she's the one that is the one that's riding with me all the time. She likes wheeling and overlanding just as much as I do. And so uh, there's a lot of times we'll actually swap. So she'll put me in the passenger seat a few times. Uh, there was one time where um, we were actually taking uh, my LJ wheeling, and uh, she kind of rolls up in it. And uh, I go over and I go to the, the driver's door, and she goes, "Oh no, oh no, no, and no!" She points I got to the you. passenger seat. No, oh, no, it's your turn to ride. <laughs> okay, uh, fair, fair. Okay, yeah. All right. You're the bad girl right. tonight. Let's do this. So, yeah, yes. that's, oh, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. That's what it should be. Has she gotten pretty good, uh, you know, with the technical runs and stuff? Has she gotten into the rocks and stuff like that? Or did she only take the wheel when it's uh, the easy stuff? No, she'll get into some pretty technical stuff. And, you know, around here we do, uh, instead of rocks, you know, we have a lot of of sort of trees, forest roads, uh, uh, mud, different things like that. But, yeah, she's not afraid. She's a country girl, so she knows how to handle herself. How how dare you, Josh? There's no way in the world he can answer that question honestly. (laughs) Well, <laughs> I'm sure to get people in trouble. That's that's what I do. I'm a troublemaker. <laughs> I love you, baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Now oh, I'm sorry. She's that. listening to the show. Yeah, I didn't. She mean. will be later. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You know she will. <laughs> I love it. Good for her. Get out there. And All right. Wheel we've and got uh, we've got a fellow Josh here with us uh, tonight. Joshua is what we'll be calling this one. Uh, Joshua, what would you have to say about your passenger seat? Is there somebody that you like to fill that with, or uh, would you prefer to be alone? Uh, so, uh, haven't done a lot of off-roading, but, uh, the couple times I have gone, uh, my dad's been with me and, uh, it's been fun taking him out, um, uh, just cause he hasn't had a Jeep and I've always had a Jeep until, until recently, but, uh, but yeah, he, he's had some fun there on the passenger side. Um, I've done a little bit by myself with, uh, following some other buddies and, uh, but as long as the, uh, the passenger is, uh, compliant with the driver not necessarily a hindrance uh, my my wife she gets a little bit of anxiety so i don't know i i take her out at least once to see how it goes and then uh, may or may not have a second trip hard well, to focus with be, all that screaming couldn't be any worse yeah. than uh than jeep mama you know she's a oh, she's a scared she's scared of heights uh you know can't go on those mountain roads uh at least being in the passenger seat uh you know too high up you know that sort of thing no, I get it, man. Uh, you know, I've I've had people uh, with me that that literally freak out uh, because they can't see what's ahead of us, and you know they think that we're just going to go ass over tea kettle when we get to the other side, and you know, and it's going to be all bad. Uh, but you know, it's it. You, there's a certain level of of confidence. You you got to instill the confidence into other people, and there's no easy way to do that. And we should, probably should dedicate a segment to that. How to calm down the person next to you when you're out off road? You know? Stop <laughs> by the chloroform shop before you go. Yeah, and also Joshua, I have a suggestion to help you with her is to get her in the driver's seat. Yeah, because see, once that, she starts that's what to it's drive, all about. 
a little yes. bit and she gets a little more confident, I think she'll enjoy wheeling. So, you know, don't take her on the, you know, bad stuff right away, but get her in the driver's seat. No, it'll make and, a huge difference. Being seat in control helps. Seat time makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. So even if yep. you think that they're not going to enjoy it, give them five minutes behind the wheel. Just take the re- take the wheel for five minutes. Let's see how you do. And in five minutes time, if you can't stand it, we'll trade places again. Uh, but let's let's see how this goes and and find out you know h- how you do and how you like it and that sort of thing. And uh, so there's there's nothing wrong with with turning the keys over to somebody else uh, to let them ha- you know have a chance at it. Uh, we, you know off road. Now obviously if you're on a you know double black diamond and and this person's never no. been off road before, you probably don't want to <laughs> hand them the keys. No, so no, don't, you know there, there's certainly a time and place here. Uh, but yeah. you know that being said, uh, it's it's always good to get loved ones out on the uh, out on the trail with you. Any chance you can get. Uh, Bob, two cheap Jeep guys here with us tonight. Bob, what would you say about your passenger seat? I will let anybody ride with me that wants to. I rarely have to worry about my wife wanting to, though, as she's got her own rig. And uh, nice. our big debate is which one of us gets to drive. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Love pretty it. cool. Yeah, I, I'm always open to to having somebody uh, along for the experience. Uh, you know, I like chatting. I like talking, obviously. Uh, and, and so having somebody to share the experience with and tell stories with and, you know, uh, share anecdotes with out on the trail, that, you know, there, there's just nothing else like it. Yes, there's a time and a place to be solo, to decompress, to have, you know, your time. Um, but there, there's something else about having uh, a rig full of friends a rig full of family members or stuff when you're out off-road in places that most people don't get to see or even go, uh, let alone experience for themselves. So, yeah, it's it, it's it's really cool. Larry, Jeep and Mo, um, what would you say about your passenger seat? Would you like to take somebody along or would you prefer to go solo? No, I, I would. Most of the time, no, my passenger is a large black lab. There you go. <laughs> that's, a, that, that, that's typically my pastor. My daughter's went out with me a couple times, but for the most part, it's usually him in the back seat. How, how does how does he do? Uh, I've seen all kinds of dogs out on the trail. Dogs just seem to love jeeps, oh, and they yeah. seem to do the very the smells yeah. off and, road. Yeah, yeah. And the big thing is, you have to make sure he's tethered in. Otherwise, you know. I bounce him off my back seats a couple times, but you know if he's he's tethered in and you know he's over 100 pounds, so it's that's a thud and a half. But mm-hmm. keep him safe. I tether him in and shorten that lead up, so he's pretty much lashed down pretty good when we're when we're out and about. That's pretty good. Now I've seen people, you know, uh, take dogs out on boats and stuff like that. Dogs definitely mm-hmm. don't have sea legs, and it it boggles my mind how well dogs do off road. They, they don't do very well, you know, in the water, but off-road, they seem to do a lot better than they do on the water. So, I, I don't know how that works exactly. There's definitely a, a different science involved uh, with all of that. But uh, but that being said, I, I love Jeep dogs. I just, I don't know. Oh, There's yeah. something about dogs off-road. I just, I, any chance somebody, somebody gets, they, they bring their dog Oh, no. Hey, can I get a trail with your dog? Uh, how many rolls do yeah. you for- <laughs> uh, you know, Something like that. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm that guy. I love pets. I love animals. I, cool. I just saw my back. Well, uh, what about you, Wendy? Um, would you uh, prefer to have the passenger seat empty or would you uh, prefer to have somebody there with you? Well, Bill and I wheel together and we share driving and the seat time as well. Um, but we've also brought my dad along um, who, as you guys know, he's with us on the motorcycle rides. 
but <clears throat> he gets a chance to see terrain and areas that he wouldn't get to normally. So that's kind of cool to be able to bring family. We have two dogs that ride with us in the Jeep as well. So we're also uh, Jeep dog people. And uh, we've brought dogs? other... I'm sorry to uh, interrupt. What are your dogs? I have a, a German Shepherd and she's amazing how she just lays in the back, the very back of the Jeep and doesn't hardly move. You know, she just hangs with it. And then we have a Samoyed, which is a white sled dog. And she's getting used to it. She's new to the group, but she's learning to get her, quote, sea legs, as you call it. But uh, yeah, that's it's cool. Fun. Right yeah, on. So. But yeah, for me, it's definitely having, uh, I just think Bill and I work really well together. And usually I'm out spotting if we're in a big group. So he's driving mm -hmm. or sometimes I'm driving and he's spotting. So it's fun. Cool. Cool. Tony, what about you? I, I know you've only been off-road a, a handful of times, uh, uh, we, we, and I know the wife's been with you at least uh, at least one of those times. Um, you know, do you like to have somebody with you or not? Oh, sure. Uh, I especially like sharing the experience. But uh, just to correct you, I've been off-road uh, quite a bit, but it was in the uh, my tender 20s uh, in the 83 uh, Chevrolet oh, truck. Right. But for the Jeep, I haven't been off-road. Right. Haven't been off-road many times. Uh, the, right after I put it the uh, put the lift on the uh, the Cherokee. Uh, Cassie was with me. I think we were going over to some place to get some food or something and uh, driving back there was some construction area that was uh, not very well monitored. So uh, they had mm -hmm. put up a nice big uh, mound of dirt to keep uh, people from, I guess, driving their four-wheelers and stuff there along the uh, the bank. And uh, I, I looked at it and I went, say, hey, you want to go off-road? Uh, and she goes, okay. So... <laughs> I picked, I picked a line, as you uh, professionals say, where the the driver's side was lower than the uh, passenger side oh, and man. went oh. up and over. And I tell you what, Cassie freaked out. She's got a problem with heights. And mm -hmm. in, in her mind, and I remember looking up at her, but in, in her mind, she <laughs> was four <laughs> feet higher yeah. than I was. She was looking <laughs> down at me. Didn't phase oh. me a bit. Like I said, I've been no, off-road. But, yeah. for, but for her first time going off-road, oh, that was a freaky situation. You're never... How old was she? How old was she? Uh, she must have been uh, 13, 14 years old uh, at the okay. time. Okay. So yeah. uh, we... we <laughs> We went over there and drove around a little bit, and but then none of it was. It was just like you know being on a trail, uh, sure. a nice easy trail, with the exception of uh, breaking in and breaking out. So, but she remembers that, and uh, uh, Cassie and Mandy uh, both have been again uh, with uh, actually going to an off road park uh, here near Houston. Uh, my uh, oldest son Danny has been with me to a different off road park, and he enjoyed the hell out of it. He he said he'd he'd go any time that uh, I wanted to to go off road. And, uh, so my youngest son and my stepson are the, really the only two that uh, have never been off uh, off-roading with me. So I'm not quite sure why Sean didn't go, but it was uh, oh that, that's right. Neither the Danny or Sean weren't living living with us, so I just kind of contacted Danny and uh, asked him. He said yes, and I would have taken Sean. It just didn't work out uh, any time around then. That's probably when I was starting to have the uh, running hot on the highway situation. So. Uh, now, the wife's not a fan, right? Well, I'm sorry. The wife did go with me uh, when we went to Barnwell uh, in 2019. Right. And, yeah. uh, man, she she hung. Uh, I was thinking uh, whenever uh, Ben was talking about his uh, uh, his mom getting upset about going on an incline, that, that has happened before with my wife. And I warned her. I said, you're more than well, welcome to go with me, but it, this is going to be an actual off-road thing. It's going to be off-camber, going to be, yeah. you know, angling up, angling down, and uh uh, so on so forth. She said, "Sure," and uh, she was uh, she was concerned for the Jeep when we were in that rock pit. Remember that? I told you that I didn't have the uh, the Atlas uh, 
uh, the rear axle engaged and I was uh, mm-hmm. bouncing off those rocks and stuff trying to get out in one wheel front drive. She was going, oh, you're a Jeep, you're a Jeep, you're tearing up your Jeep. That was that was the, the, res- the end result of anything, any concerns that she had was for the Jeep, not for herself. So she did really, really good. I was really surprised. Well, obviously, two very different sides of this, uh, but both, uh, I think, just as, as valid. Uh, wheeling with somebody, sharing the experience, being able to, to talk and chat and, and just and share everything that is off-road and going off-road and stuff. There's, there's nothing else like it. But at the same time, you know, sometimes you need that space by yourself uh, to just do your own thing. Uh, and, and both are just, I think, as valuable as the other. Uh, well, like I said, you know, we're doing this each and every week, a different topic each and every week. This is a good one. Got a chance to kind of get to a little personal with each and everybody. Uh, and next week going to be something completely different. And if this is your first time and you'd like to join in on the Camp Fireside Chat, you absolutely can. And here's how. All you got to do is uh, is follow us on Facebook. We send out the notifications uh, every week through that uh, ahead of time. Uh, so you can find the link to join in with the Zoom conversation, the Zoom people, and, and join in on the show. Uh, or you can receive uh, notifications via our newsletter. And Tony, how would somebody sign up for that newsletter? It's really simple. You just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You scroll on down through there. You'll see the the magical word newsletter, and uh, there'll be a space where you can, uh, I think you either either click on that or you can just put your email address straight in there. So do whatever the website tells you to do, damn it. And yeah. uh, but put your email address in there. And uh, what do we do? We only do about, uh, what, one, uh, one me- email a week, Wendy? Mm, yeah, just one. Yep. So you don't have to worry about getting spammed and... Oh. Uh, yeah, so and it, usually it's usually on Thursdays when the email goes out, the newsletter goes out, and uh, oh, and you can get some advance notice. Why am uh, giveaways. I giving you content on Mondays? Then, damn it! I I don't know, but thank you. <laughs> and don't worry, we're not gonna you know spam you with a bunch of stuff uh, like Tony no. and Wendy were saying. It's just one email a week. Uh, we don't sell your information. It is literally we're just not gonna you. ask for your personal. Nobody nobody would yeah. buy it. I mean, I tried, nope. but right? Who wants our metadata? <laughs> There's nothing there. <laughs> Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to call us and leave a voicemail. You can literally say anything you want. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Give me the gift of a grip top sock, clip drape ship shape tip top sock, not your spin slick slapstick ship shot sock, but a plastic elastic grip top sock. None of your fantastic slack swap swap slock from a slapdash flash cash haberdash shop, not a knick knack knick knock knock need knickerbocker sock with a mock shot blob model ticker tocker top buck, not a super sheet seersucker rear suck sack sock, not a spot speckled frog freckled cheap chic sock off a hodgepodge moss blotched scotch box block, nothing slip shop drip drop flip flop or flip flop. Take me to a tip top drip top sock, please. I've never wanted anybody to fail so badly, and I feel very bad about myself. <laughs> oh, I oh. did at least three times through that. So. Dang. <laughs> you did good. Oh, cow. Oh, I'm guessing since 2010.